The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. With me is my co-host, Matt Keogh. Matt, how are we doing? How's uh, student teaching? Or not student teaching. Student teaching is good. Substitute teaching. Student teaching is great. El Professor. Substitute teaching. Um, You've you've gotten a couple jobs at at Eden so far? Yeah, I've only subbed like four times. It's it's very hit or miss right now. Yeah. Uh, Um. It's it's gonna be like that, especially now. I feel like with February break coming up, yeah, a lot of with, like so. You know, I I get in those like slums sometimes where I feel like, oh, dang, like because you know as soon as you graduate college, like you're like, all right, I'm gonna get a job, and like you know, it, it, like I hit this wall, and I understand it's halfway through the school year. I know I'm not gonna get a full time job right now, so I I get it, I get it, but. You know, it's just you know. Some days I feel like really lazy, and then so I, I'm I'm looking for other opportunities to to supplement that income. Yeah, so you know, I still have my coaching job, so I I coach two times a week. Okay, looking to get another j- part time job probably, um, and then you know, I did see. I think it was last week. Clarence Boys was looking for a JV soccer coach. I think it was. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Which is surprising. I, th- I didn't think they were. Gonna I don't know if it's their JV, JV, or if it's their freshman team. When they, they say freshman, sometimes they'll say JV, like they'll say JVB, or uh, they'll just say JV. I'll take a then, look at it again because I feel like there's something in parentheses after yeah. JV. Um, um, listen, apply for it. Are you are you going to put in for it? Yeah, I was thinking about it. I just because it's you, a I, great I, way I, to get into district. I have the coaching. Like just having a phys ed degree, you can coach anything. Exactly. Yep. As long as you have CPR, first aid, AED, um, you can coach anything. Well, I'm already. I already have my foot in the door at Clarence. Yeah. Now because I I interviewed for the subbing job and you know I get approved on the 13th. So and I mean former student. Exactly. You've got some teachers, I'm sure, that would pull for you. So you know it's things are moving. And they're just they're just slow, and sometimes I feel like, oh, geez, like there could be more that I I can do. But a lot of people are saying right now, I was like, dude, it's just a slow time. You know, it it's a it's a slow period, especially halfway through the year. So we'll just pick up later on. Yeah. So I just have to find things to occupy my time with. Oh, for sure. Now, are you just subbing phys ed, or are you subbing anything and everything? I subbed, so my first ever subbing job was actually phys ed, but I've also subbed uh, English class, uh, yeah. two English classes before. Yeah. One of my, in fact, uh, I think my first ever sub gig was like 12th grade English at Will North. Um, and then uh, I had a kindergarten assignment for a week at um, some school in Williamsville. I can't remember the name of the school. I can't remember what elementary school it was. But holy God, that was the longest week of my life. Yeah. Oh my God, a week's five days of kindergarten, and I was still I was still living with um, uh, some buddies of mine, Mark, Rob, uh, 
Chris Mitro, but just like they would go out, like we'd get home and they'd be like, all right, dude, we're going out here. We're going to, we're going to watch Monday night football. We're going to whatever. I'd be like, no, like I, every day that week, I think I was in bed by like, I don't know, seven. I mean, I was exhausted. Like I was out like a light. Yeah. It was, it was eight hours straight of, Oh, Mr. Monahan, look at this. Oh, Mr. Mr. Look at it. Can you tie my shoe? Oh, look what I did. Can you do this? Oh my God. Come here. See me. And I mean, I'm I'm 21, 22, was in good shape, but I'm just, holy God. I remember, in fact, it was funny, and this this will be my coming in hot segment, but um, I was going out, um, I had a date, I think it was Thursday. Um, date I had, on a Thursday? Thursday, Friday, Homie, something what? like that. It, it was like a first date type of deal. <laughs> it was just, you know, I think we went to, went to get coffee, uh, maybe grab a, a bite to eat, nothing, nothing major. Um, just kind of met through a friend or a friend, and during the date, I was still like, was kind of like I wasn't ex- tired, tired, but I was like definitely wasn't with it. At one point, we're walking down, and she's like, "Oh, my shoes untied," and I just bend down and tie her shoe for her, <laughs> and just because I was so used to doing that all week long. And as I'm doing it mid tie, I kind of look up. I'm like, "Oh, you, you." probably know how to tie your shoe don't it <laughs> well could you imagine first is this a, is this a first date this was a first not only first date but first time like yeah. meeting so could you imagine her thought of like as soon as she said oh my shoes untied you getting down on one knee and she's like wow this was fast this, this was quick this was quick uh, uh it's it's like that it's like that commercial i don't know what commercial it is but it's like this couple going out on their first date and they're singing karaoke and he goes down to tie his shoe and everybody starts applauding. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. No. Yeah, it was just it, I would never I would never do kindergarten. I I'm would, telling you, it was rough. That was the did I ever do I don't think I ever did kindergarten again. Listen, but that was rough. Like after after going through what I call hell week, which is more like hell month, um when I was doing my first segment of student teaching in elementary level, being with three classes, 50 kindergartners in a gym that had oh, yeah. no clue what they were doing. I was like, nope, never again. Never. Nope. No, 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 <laughs> no. Like that was, that was rough. That was, that was really, really it was it was like it's giving me PTSD. <laughs> and I deal with five year olds like when I coach gymnastics, I've coached like five year olds and stuff, but that's like seven kids for an hour. I had fifty for forty minutes and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. See, I feel like now like when I first got in uh did my student teaching when I, or before my student teaching, I first got in I was like, There's no way I'm doing elementary. I figured like my top was I wanted high school, then I wanted middle school, and then I wanted like I, I guess if I had to for a few years I would take an elementary gig. After doing student teaching and after subbing for a first year, I was like, dude, uh, I pretty much flipped it around. I was like, all right, I elementary was so much fun because at that point, all right, granted the kindergartners, first graders, they can still they can be a little needy, it can be a little uh, tiring. But at the same time, all those grades, they want to be there. They want, they don't care what you do. They're like, ooh, let's just run. Let's just play basketball. Let's like, they, they want to be there. Like, all right, cool. Let's go. Middle school, no way, no way. I, no. A middle school has dropped down to the bottom. Um, high school, 
it's I mean, by that time, the kids have mellowed out a little bit. But I mean, even the athletes that you get there, they're just like, uh, whatever, it's gym class. You either get the kid that like is tries too hard where you got to be like, dude, stop, stop dunking on everybody. Stop spiking it. Like, just chill. We know you're like a state volleyball player. Just relax. Or you get the just the lame, the oh, this sucks. I don't want to do this. This is yep. stupid. This is yep. dumb. Especially when you're doing swim where, like, I don't know, half the class doesn't even get dressed anymore. Yep. Or they all have excuses. Well, I'm allergic to chlorine. Um, you know. I got cramps. Yeah. So it's just, um, I flip-flopped. At, at this point, my preference is, and I, I love teaching at a K-8 to building, especially this year when I'm doing, I've got one seventh-grade health class, one seventh-grade phys ed class, and everything else is uh, third grade and below. Yeah. So I I love it. It's yeah. I, I love the elementary kids. But again, that's just my preference. No, nah, it's it is what it, I feel like. The youngest I really could manage right now is middle school because even like sixth grade. Middle school is a rough age, though, oh my dude. Gosh, sixth graders are rough. Sixth graders are like, you know, I I don't know. There's there's no good age. It's just. I just know for a fact that oh my gosh, like these kindergartners, terrible, 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 and the amount of accidents that I had. Oh, that's yeah. That's, it's almost that's the other thing. It's almost like uh, at times it's almost like you got to be a lifeguard, in, yeah. Like in the gym, yeah. Like you got to be a lifeguard, but like do stop running, stops, and you just especially. When you see the collision happening and there's, you know, like it's, you know, there's nothing you could like, you just see it like, stop, stop, stop. stop, Yeah. You get the, and then. Well, they have to, sometimes they don't even cry. They have to like, make sure you're looking first and then they, and then they'll cry. Did I tell you the story? It was, we had this one kid who was very, I think I have told the story. I apologize if I have before, but there's a kid. He wasn't, this wasn't kindergarten. I think this was first grade. So basically kindergarten. Yeah. Um, and he was very, very, he was in a 12-1-1 class and he followed the lines on the gym to a T. He wouldn't deviate from the line. Okay. All right. So it got to the point where we were like, okay, he's not going to leave the gym because he's just going to go in the square of the line. <laughs> well, we did this warm up. Going back and forth. If Megan was here, she would be able to tell you. Actually, I don't think she was there that day. But anyways, they go down and back doing like hop, skip, run, jump. You know, hop okay. yeah, yeah. So like different locomotive. Yeah, like the fundamental movements down and back. Mm-hmm. And this one kid was doing like skips. And this is when the kid decides to deviate from the line and go right down the middle of the gym. While the kids are coming, so like it looks like a T-bone oh, accident. No, and this kid's knee went right up from a skip into the kid's head. So it's almost like a Muay Thai, like UFC, yeah. like knee to the face. Yeah, uh, and I was so surprised that there was no serious injury. But you know, we were like, we can't. We were told that we're not supposed to like physically move him. Like, we told him, like, we'd have to tell him to go back. But, you know, I have three classes here. I can't be yeah. ever. And so it's like, you know, like, what are you expected to do at that point? And it was just, whew, at that, 
at that moment, I was like, I wish I was in high school where I had people who were like, we're not going to do it anyway, so they're just going to sit on the side. <laughs> so, I don't have, so I don't have to worry about it. Because, yeah, but then you have to worry about so much other stuff with high schoolers. Yeah, with them, then you got to worry about what they're doing on their phone. Are they videotaping you? Are they videotaping the class? Are they making a stupid TikTok video? Are they, you know, are they doing something... That not only they're going to videotape, but then they're going to post on YouTube, or they're going to post this, or post that, or or are they doing something even worse? Like, I mean, it's no, um, I I could do without high school. I mean, we had um, uh, we had one group of guys who were not playing kickball. Um, because it was testing, we weren't allowed. I was subbing. This was when I was subbing. They weren't allowed to play music, and we weren't allowed to be loud because there's testing in the ox gym. Yeah. So we were playing kickball, and these guys decided to put hand sanitizer in the coffee mug of the other gym teacher that I was there. Jesus. And like while I'm standing there, and like they they say it out loud. So I like I'm casually walking to the weight room to like kind of like switch spots with him, and I pass by. I'm like, "Hey, just giving you a heads up. There's there is hand sanitizer in your coffee. Like, don't drink it." <laughs> so like I was like, "You don't have to worry about that with little kids. Like them trying to straight up poison you." Yeah. Did he? Did he? <laughs> he like rip the kids apart. Well, he did in a way. Because, like, the gym has one camera, and he points at it, and he's just like, you see that camera? He's like, the camera's going to tell me who put hand sanitizers in my coffee mug. He's like, or you could just tell me right now. And I guess he, like, chewed the kid a new one. But it was, it was such a I, – I was, like, thinking about it, and I was like, I wonder if they put something in my water as, like, I'm drinking it. I was going to say, you might not have <laughs> – And I was just like, oh, I'll find out. I'll tell you, and and this I found it still sort of works with the middle school kids, but it it it's my standard go to with the elementary kids. I'll do the camera thing. I'm like, you know, am yeah. I gonna have to look at the camera? But my big thing is like, if I'm like, all right, let's you know dribble or whatever. If I get a kid that doesn't want to do it, but like, all right, five, four, yeah. three, oh, you do the count. two. I do the count, and usually by the time I get to two, at the latest, they'll get up and do it. And thank God, because I don't think these kids know that if I get to zero, I got nothing. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's the ultimate bluff. And that's why I'll get louder. Like, I'll get my stern. Like, all right, listen, I'm going to give you five seconds. You're either going to make the right decision or you're going to be in trouble. And you don't want to know what happens when I get to zero. And it's you start with five, four, three, two. And usually when you get that three, two, they'll be like, fine. And they'll go and do it yeah but i'm like in the back of my mind i'm like thank god because i don't know what the hell i'm gonna what's gonna happen when i get to two zero and a half yeah, two one and a half a half point two five yeah dude it's, a tenth yeah i don't it's so it's so rough working with any age level because like i don't know it's I don't know. We have this one kid who who picks on on people all the time, and it's like, dude, I can't. Like, there's only so much you can do. And then when kids start, like, especially at the high school level, when they start retaliating, it's like, well, we're not really gonna 
do much because you kind of bring it upon yourself. And in high school level, we're supposed to be like gearing these kids towards being adults. Yep. And it's like if you if you poke somebody and they poke back, you're not going to get defended for it. Oh yeah, there's I've I've had kids throughout the years where it's that especially usually it's that sixth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade year where you know they'll go up and they'll call somebody a this that like they'll they'll try to taunt they'll try to whatever they'll get in their face like their poke and then they'll either the other kid will finally either turn around and and smack him or he'll call like cuss him out or whatever and then they'll be the quick ones mr mr did you see what it no but i saw you for the last 10 minutes over there right um antagonizing him you know but mr he hit me yeah but what were you calling him how many times did i tell you to knock it off how many times did I tell you to move away and move from him and stop bothering him and stop annoying him and stop calling him names? Yeah. And you kept going and going. So he's going to get in trouble for for hitting you, but you're going to get in more trouble. Yeah. But I was the one that got hit. Yeah, but you're not getting it. It's everything you did before that that's getting you in trouble that you chose to continue to do. Right. But yeah, dude, it's like as as it's sad because it's coming more and more into the world of like, well, okay, like we have to we have to punish the aggressor more than than anything else. But like, yeah, not in my class. No, like there's no way kids are getting away with that. That's not how the real world works. It's like, what kind of lessons are we teaching these kids? Well, that's why even in even in uh, my classes nowadays. I tell people, like, I don't teach phys. I teach not only just phys ed. I teach life. I teach life lessons. Yeah. Like, I, I, I swear to God, I teach life lessons. Like, I'll sit down and, t- and teach these kids. Or, you know, on the, if a class is going bonkers, I'll just sit them down and be like, listen, you guys realize you are two years, three years, a year, whatever, away from high school. You guys are four years away from college or being in the real world or wherever you're going to go. I was like, all this stuff, all this not paying attention, all this fighting, all this hitting, all this not getting, it's got to stop. Yep. I was, and, and the excuse, well, he started it. She started it. I was like, if I, as an adult go up and hit Mr. You know, uh, Mr. Blake or go hit the principal or go hit another teacher or go hit somebody else, I'm not, Use I can't use the excuse. Oh, uh, he started it. it. It wasn't me. You know what's happening to me? I'm losing my job because I'm going to get fired. I'm getting arrested for assault. I'm losing my teaching license. I'm losing, which in turn means that I've got to find another job. If I don't find another job, I'm potentially losing my house because I can't pay my mortgage. I was like, there are consequences yeah. big time to my to my actions. So this whole stuff that you guys keep using, well, he started it. Well, mister, she looked at me the wrong way. Well, he said this about my mother, or he said this about my whatever, or he's messing with my girl, or she's messing with my... It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. Like, and I'm trying to think about, like, back when I was a kid, like... You definitely have those old school teachers, and even, like, the other teachers, they they were never going to take the side of the person like they they would necessarily they would be like all right there's two parties here 
They would never take sides. They would be like, yeah, no, you're both like getting yeah. in trouble. Um, yep. And yeah, but you'd always have those couple of kids that would know how to work people. They know how to. Yeah, they know how to. They know how to pull at the heartstrings, or they know yeah. how to. You know, yep. They know all the angles. No, when it comes to that stuff, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna hear both sides. I saw what happened. You're, you're getting this for doing this. You're getting this for doing this. Yeah, you start playing like a judge. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, it's, it's. And then I love my my favorite line is like, especially when I go off on a class, um, and I'll I'll you know just like listen. I'll sit them down or whatever, but like, listen, today's class, if I see any more nonsense, we will sit for the entire month. I'll bring you guys in and I'll have writing assignments, reading assignments, whatever. And my favorite line, I love doing this. And if you think I'm joking, just try me. Just try me. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it, it, I feel like discipline with younger kids is easier because there's a lot more that you could do and if you say it in a certain way they'll bite it they'll buy into it yes at the high school level i feel like the discipline is definitely the toughest you definitely yeah. got to change up you i don't want to say you got to be buddy buddy with them but you got to know you just got to know your audience you got to know your students you got to know you got to know how to hit them picking and choosing you know like trying to get at cuz like i remember <sighs> Oh, I, I had a train of thought for a second. Talk about kids, small kids, punishing. If you try to sit down. Uh, Harder to punish older kids than little kids. On. No, because you said, like, we're going to have reading or re- writing assignments. And it's like, oh, yes. All right. Got it. Um, <laughs> the thought process of Matt Key. I got it. I got it. And, and it's not necessarily has to do with the actual punishment. But, like, just saying stuff to kids, like saying, like, we'll do this, they'll buy into it so much, so quickly if you sell it in a certain way. If you have to do it in a punishment way or if you're doing it in a fun way. And when I was doing teaching with elementary kids, I would, like, grab the microphone because we'd have a microphone for the gym. And I'd hold it really close. And they'd be doing something. Like, I remember one time we were doing... um, like I was teaching like a soccer unit. No, we were doing uh I was teaching a what is it called? Like team bonding, team building unit. Yeah. And one of the games that we were doing was Mission Impossible where they'd have to like use like a jump rope. To get like, from one uh, side of the gym yeah, to yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there with a bunch of like third graders and I'm sitting there and I lean into the microphone. I was like, You wanna know who invented jump ropes? And like all the kids are like looking at me and I was like, The Dutch. And 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 the other phys ed teacher like looks across from me. He's like, "What are you talking about?" And like, but none of these kids called me on it. They're like, "Oh." And then I said so. Like, and then it became a thing where I was like doing something else. I was like, "You know who invented this?" And they're like, "It's the Dutch." And I was like, "Yeah, the Dutch." I probably really ruined these kids because like nowadays, like next year, the year after, they're like. So and so, who knows where this came from? Like the Dutch, and they're like, "No, <laughs> who taught you that? Who invented pasta? The Dutch." Well, I don't know why I picked the Dutch, and then somebody was like, well, "I figured for jump rope, you were going with like double Dutch or something no. like that." I just like saying the word Dutch, and and somebody was like, "Well, what if somebody's Dutch there?" And I was like, "I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm saying they're inventing all this stuff. Like, I'm not saying it in a negative tone. I'm saying that they invented 
jump rope, soccer, uh, hockey. <laughs> Those creative people. D- the creative the Dutch. Dutch. Wooden shoes. I would throw in actual facts in there, too. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know why um, the water boy popped into my head when he's in the class and be like, Mama said alligators are ornery because of their teeth or whatever yeah. she said. The medulla oblongata. <laughs> No, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. So basically, I was the Waterboy's mom, Bobby Boucher's mom, <laughs> Waterboy, telling all these kids that half the stuff in the world is created by the Dutch. Oh. And I don't think I could get in trouble. No. 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 Who, a regular individual would not punish somebody for that. No. They would just be fine. like, stop telling them this. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened? Whatever happened to Matt? Uh, he was talking stuff about the Dutch. <laughs> he was trying to talk the Dutch. He he and he gave the Dutch credit for everything. So he's just too. You want to who created the modern day U.S. government? The Dutch. Iceland. Iceland is. All right, we're gonna switch from the Dutch to the Dutch. The Bills. Listen. First of all, can I say thank thank goodness and and this is gonna this can I is, say thank you for a great season. This is gonna piss my my uh, sister in law, um, Wendy, off because she's uh, she's a big grew up in Cincinnati, big Cincinnati Bengals fan. Boo. I know, but um, she was actually gonna come to the the playoff game, the Cincinnati Buffalo playoff game, but she uh, I went to that game. La- Ooh, I'm sorry. Um, she couldn't make it last minute, but um, it that game pissed me off. In and I talked about this last week, but whatever, I'm not going to get into it again because it's still it's still too soon. But what pissed me off even more is you look back against Cincinnati against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense, for the most part, shut Joe Burrow down. Mm-hmm. Should have won that game if it wasn't for a stupid quarterback sneak. Would have won that game, and we wouldn't have even played Cincinnati. We would have played uh, Jacksonville yep. that game. So Baltimore's defense, who was ranked lower than the Bills, had no problem shutting Burrow and Chase and Higgins and um, and Boyd down. Kansas City's defense, who was ranked much lower than ours, again, had no problem getting a pass rush on Burrow, had no problem shutting Chase down, shutting Higgins down, shutting Boyd down, shutting yeah. their offense down. Maybe not shutting it down. Maybe that's the wrong word, but at least <clears throat> containing them. Keeping them in check. Keeping them in check. Yeah. All we heard all season long, all we've heard for the last three or four seasons, Bill's defense, a perennial top five defense, a perennial championship defense, perennial, don't worry, we're going to shut them down. We've got, we're going to beat Kansas City because our defense is better. We're going to beat Cincinnati because our defense is better. We're going to beat whoever because our defense is better. And every time our defense gets put in a big game, we get blown out. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. We, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's players. I don't know if we were burnt out. My thing is, I think it's just scheme. I'm tired of this bull of just backing off 25 yards. We'll give up a 10, 15-yard pass, no problem, because we're not going to get beat for a 50-yard bomb. Who gives a shit 
if you're getting beat for a 50-yard bomb, if you're giving up short passes when you're giving up 10 of them, yeah. 20 of them, just pay press coverage. You don't need to back off 35 yards every single play. Didn't we fire Leslie Frazier? I heard we did, and then I heard we didn't. I know we fired some people already. We should fire everybody. No, I'm not going to say we should fire the entire staff, but... You, we're not going to fire McDermott. There's no. no way. Um, but you know what? I don't think Frazier... We fired a safeties coach. Okay. Um, Whoop-de-whoo. Wh- hey, I mean, when you were without Hyde all year, when you were without uh, Poyer for, what, five games? Poyer's gone. Um, we, I, I don't know why you fire a safeties coach or a secondaries coach or whatever he was. Um, I thought he did a decent job. Get I'm, Ken I'm just out there too. I'm tired of this conservative back off philosophy that they always run. Well, we're going to shut Kansas City down by playing a too high. Fine, play your too high safety, but you can still bump coverage receivers. You don't have yeah. to give your cornerbacks don't have to give every single receiver ten yards of respect space. Yeah, I mean, come on, those touchdowns. Every single pass was just. Backed off. You didn't see Cincinnati or you didn't see Kansas City backing off. No. You didn't see Baltimore backing off. They were able to do bump coverage on them. They were able to shut them down. Bump Burrow coverage. Burrow wasn't going, um, what did he start off, like in 8 of 10, 9 of 10? I mean, he hit Hayden Hurst where, Jesus Christ, I could have made that throw to Hurst for the end zone. Yeah, I know. I mean, Jamar Chase was wide open on his. I mean, it was awful. Yeah, no, it was atrocious. So and 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 the and the our play covering, like play covering, play calling, just for like offense. So bad. Yes. Absolutely. I I really feel like the Bills are going. Well, they need they need weapons. They're going down. Well, this is and this brings me to my next point. Um, and it's funny. I actually called into WGR. Did you? Um, I called in a WGR on my on my drive to work. I do every now and then. I sometimes get bored. If on, they have it on I, when the Monday right after. I drive. I called in one on Friday, this past Friday, and then I called one in Monday after the Cincinnati game. Um, and can I tell you, so far, five or six teachers in my building that that day were like, "Dude, we heard you on GR. Did you call in on GR?" We're like, "What'd you see on GR?" Doug called me or Doug sent me a text on Facebook, but like, I don't agree with your point or I agree with your point. And we were having, like, dude, I just called in and we had before our earlier today or later today after school, we, uh, me and like five or six other teachers, we had to do uh, a little meeting for APPR stuff, whatever, maybe a 10 minute meeting. As I go in, um, one of the teachers, uh, Pat Shunk, he's like, and now here comes entering the building or entering the library is Larry from Clarence. I'm like, shut up. Like, dude, I called it like to a radio station and everybody. But no, when I called in, though, my point was. I, I don't necessarily have faith that this coaching staff is going to draft anything on offense. I'm scared that especially after the Balt or after the uh, the Cincinnati game, where they saw that Kansas City got a pass rush, I'm 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 shaking in my boots that they're going to draft in the first round another defensive lineman, and then they're going to draft in the second round another linebacker, and then in the third round they're going to go another cornerback, and they're going to totally ignore our offense. 
it's a new age. Defense is important, but if you don't have the weapons for your quarterback, you're not going anywhere. We've got a very solid wide receiver, a number one, a true number one in digs, but it's not enough. Look at Cincinnati. Now, granted, when Chase's rookie deal is up, Burrow's rookie deal is up soon, um, Higgins and all those. They won't have the money. They might not have the money to return them, but they have two legitimate number one receivers in Higgins and Boyd, or Higgins and Chase. And you've got Tyler Boyd, who might not be a legitimate number one receiver, but he's a very solid number two. Um, Look at Kansas City. They've got, in their heyday, they had Kelsey, who was basically a number one wide receiver, and Tyreek Hill. Miami, Hill and Waddle, two superstar number one wide receivers. I mean, teams nowadays, it's not good enough just to have one stud receiver. Yeah, You need two. Well, you need a good tight end. And everybody thought Gabe Davis was going to be the one this year, but obviously no. No. And I will I said this a little bit last episode. I'll be one of the ones to admit it. I got a little fooled on his quote-unquote coming out party where he went off against Kansas City in the last playoff game. And what, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, just 100 and whatever yards. He grossly underperform this well, year. Do you think it's do you think it was Gabe Davis or do you think it's the switch in play calling? I think it's Gabe Davis. I mean, last year with with Beasley and Diggs being the focal points of that offense, Davis was able to be like that almost like that uh unsung hero guy, that under the radar guy where teams might not have been game planning for him. This year, I think teams knew that he was the second wide receiver. They knew that if they shut Diggs down, that their next focus was on him, and he didn't step up to the plate. Yeah, I don't know. He was getting a lot more attention from defensive backs. Not only that, he was getting a lot more attention from Allen. He was getting targeted a lot more, and he couldn't rise up and make the catch. Well, except he didn't get targeted at all, almost at all, on Cincinnati game. It was mostly Singletary and Knox if it wasn't Diggs. The since, yeah, he got targeted. The few times that he did get targeted earlier, he dropped the ball. Yeah, same thing with Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is a bum. Gabe Davis is a bum. Ken Dorsey is a bum. And Diggs, I don't know what it's become. The last like four, three or four games, they would throw to him early in the game. They would either throw to him early in the game where he'd get like two or three catches and then totally ignore him yeah. after that, or they would totally ignore him in the first half, and then in the third and fourth quarter, he'd you know get his three, four, five catches. And a lot of people, you know, are catching. Diggs might be catching a little flack for him just storming off and being pissed off. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. And I guess he was quoted as saying, you know, how did we lose again? Or I can't keep doing this, or not again, or whatever the whatever the the quote was, um, or whatever he said. But I don't. Blame him. I'd be, I'd be pissed, I'd be pissed off. off too. I'd be pissed off not only how my offense played, but I'd be pissed off how the defense played. I'd be pissed off at just the poor performance. Um, and yeah. I guess there's there's talk out there that Von Miller went into the locker room before the game was even played before the, and he said like the locker room was dead, like nobody was. There was no music playing. Nobody was talking. And this was before the game started. Yeah, they, um, were, they were so not into this game. No. 
And I get it. You had blizzards. You had games moved. You had the DeMar Hamlin situation. You had every, um, I mean, it, it, you you basically played, what, 10 road games this year? Um, I get all of that. But, I mean, come on. You're I, talking for, you're talking, this is, this is a, uh, your, you need to win this game. This is the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like that first round bye would have been very helpful. It would have been a hugely helpful. And that's another thing. How is it? That Kansas City, the only team that didn't have to deal with any of that, like Cincinnati and Buffalo both had to deal with all of that malarkey and that garbage. Kansas City didn't have to deal with anything, and they're the only team that came out of this smelling like a rose. How in the hell did they get the first round by? How in the hell did they get the first overall seed? All right, I'm not saying give it to Buffalo, but at the same point, I am saying give it to Buffalo. At the same point, you had... All right, Kansas City technically had one more win because they played one more game. But if you look at it, Buffalo beat Kansas City. Cincinnati beat Kansas City. Had that game been played and Buffalo beat Cincinnati or beat Cincinnati, we're the first seed. We didn't even get a chance. Had Cincinnati beat us, Cincinnati could have been the first seed. How do you just give it to Kansas City? And this whole neutral site, blah, 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 I don't give a shit where that AFC championship game would have been played. The fact that Kansas City had the first round bye is such a huge advantage. Well, I don't think that we should have all these teams in the playoffs. Like the first two team, the first two seeds should have a bye week like it used to be. Well, and I was talking with this with uh, uh, my sister-in-law, Wendy, um, yesterday over the phone, I think it's got to go back. To, it's got to go one of two things. And she, she I'll, I'll tell her what she came up with. I think you need to either, A, give a second buy in the regular season. So you have your early buy. You can have it like maybe every team gets it weeks one through five or whatever. And then on the back half of the schedule, you know, starting at week 12, every team gets another one or somehow work it out. Her idea was before the playoffs start, Everybody gets a week off. All the playoff teams gets a week off. So that first round team is getting, in essence, two weeks off. Or you either go back, like you said, the top two teams get the bye, or you add an eighth playoff team where nobody gets the bye. Because that bye nowadays, that first round bye for just one team, it is way too big of an advantage. Yeah, because the Eagles and... And Chiefs both had the first bye. It is bye. way too big of an advantage. Um, you can't tell me that the Eagles, if they didn't get that first round bye, and if Hertz had to play in the wild card on that, uh, what was it, his ankle? He was, he was, or was it his shoulder? Something. He came in before the end of at the end of the season. He was banged up. I forgot. I think it might have been a shoulder. So he got injured, and then they had a break, and then he came back. Because well, he missed a week, he missed missed one or two games. He missed a he missed a game. I think it was a I think it was a shoulder. Yeah, and then he had a bye. Then they had their late bye. They had a late bye. Then they got a bye week, and then he came back and they played very. I don't know. I feel like he, they would have won even if they didn't have the bye. I mean, the Eagles are good, and I think the Eagles are going to destroy Kansas City. Good. I want to see Patrick Mahomes cry again. <laughs> but you can't tell me that a bye wouldn't have helped Buffalo. You can't tell me that a bye wouldn't have helped Cincinnati. You know, they would have been able to rest their linemen and potentially get some of their linemen back. 
I mean, there, and that was another thing that that we spent all these. You look at Buffalo's. Buffalo's just their defensive line. They had first round pick in um, in. Uh, why can't I think of uh, Ed? Uh, Jermaine? No. A defensive tackle. Us? Yeah. The Bills. Their defensive line. Ed Oliver? Ed Oliver. Jesus Christ. I couldn't think. I had a brain fart. An old person moment here. Ed Oliver. First round draft pick. Defensive lineman. Yes. Boogie Basham. Second round draft pick. Defensive lineman. Yes. Epinesa. Second round draft pick. Defensive line. Um, Greg Rousseau. First round pick. Defensive line. Shaq Lawson before years ago. First round pick. I know a different regime, but whatever. First round pick. That was defensive line. That was a Rex Ryan pick. That was his first pick as a bill. You have all this first and second round investment on a defensive line that got zero pressure on a on a team that only had two of their starting offensive linemen play. They were literally missing their backup left tackle, their backup left guard, and I think their right tackle, or was it their center? But anyways, three of their starting offensive linemen were out, and and Joe Burrow had years back there to throw. Like, he had just so much time to throw. It wasn't even funny. We didn't get anywhere near him. No, it was and and please, I'm telling you, if they if they go defensive lineman first or second pick, I'm um, I might have to buy a new TV because I might throw something at the TV and well, knock it off the wall. Is that the problem with having a defensive minded head yes, coach? It is, and I'm sorry, and I get it. As a coach, you have tendencies, you have characteristics. You're going to go with what you know when your back's against the wall or when you need change. And I'm, I'm petrified that we're, again, not going to address wide receiver until round four or round five. Or if we do, I swear to God, there was a mock draft. I think it was CBS. There was a mock draft that had us picking a first-round running back. I mean, we do need a new running back. No, we don't. We're not getting Not rid- in the first round. We're getting rid of Singletary. Singletary's gone, but... Not in the first round. We don't use our running backs. Yeah, that's true. We need I mean, come on. Yeah. We don't use our running backs. If you're going to go waste a pick like that, fine. Get a first-round kicker. At least we use a kicker. I, don't get me wrong. I love Bass. I think he's going to be great, or is great. The last but, time we picked a person that kicked the football, he got charged for sexual assault. Uh, <laughs> Not actually charged, but, you know. Yeah, should have been charged, but... um. He just don't <laughs> draft a running back. Draft you're you're this high flying offense. You're this offense, offense, offense. You're you're you know pass, pass, pass. Right. You got to throw thirty passes. Again. Pick a wide receiver. Pick a wide receiver in the first round. Pick an offensive lineman in the second round. Pick a wide receiver in the third round. Yeah. Pick an offensive lineman in the fourth round. Why? I, we should get a new center too because Mitch Morris is done. I mean it's. It's unbelievable. What was it? it? Andre Reed? Was he first round? Did we draft him? We did. No, Reed. Andre Reed. I know he was uh, Klutztown University or Klutztown, however you say it. Um, I want to say he was a late third round pick. Don uh, and Don Beebe. Don Beebe. Um, 
Yeah. Then we got James Lofton, where we didn't draft him. We got him from the Packers. I was going to say, he was a trade. He was a trade from the Packers. Um, BB was, um, I want to say Don BB was, you look up BB, I'll look up Andre Reed. Don BB, no relation to my old phys ed teacher. <laughs> Scott BB. Russell, Russell Scott. BB. Russell Scott BB. Uh, let's see. Andre Reed was a fourth round pick in the 1985 draft, pick 86 overall from Cutstown, K U T Z T O W N. Cutstown, I'm guessing, University. Uh, he's a Pennsylvania boy, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Allentown. Allentown. But yeah. Oh, he, no, he was, um, he was a fourth round pick. Uh, BB. Six season with the Bills. So who selected him in the third round? Oh, he was a third round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Third round draft pick. 82nd overall. Third round draft pick, 82. Yeah. So he must have been, so Reed must have been early fourth and BB must have been late third. They were picked in the soup in the same. Were they picked in the same year? No. BB was 89. Oh, yeah. And uh, Reed was 85. Career highlights. He's a Super Bowl champion, Don Beebe. Who are you winning with? I don't know. I forgot where he went. He went um, to Carolina after and then the Packers. So he must have he won it with, with the Packers. He had to have been with the Packers. Carolina never won a Super Bowl. Hmm. So he had to have won it. He had to have been there with Brett Favre then. Because I don't think he would have been. He wouldn't have been. Because he was uh, with the Packers from. He wouldn't have been young enough to win it with. Uh, ninety six to ninety seven. Yeah, so that would, he would have been on one of the, uh, one of the pack, one of the Favre Packer years, Packer Super Bowls. Good for him. For I, I remember. Do you remember him with the catch and then he like got dumped on his head? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. No, he won. He went to two more Super Bowls after he left the Bills. He wasn't with us for all four, was he? Yeah, it was. No, yeah, it was. He left us in uh, 94. Okay, so yeah, he would have been with all four then. Well, I the only remember the the only thing I remember about Don Beebe was uh, during one of the Super Bowls. He chased down Leon Lett. And knocked it out of his yep. hand. And that was the highlight of the Bills for that Super Bowl. That was the first, I believe that was the first Dallas one where we got blown the hell out. And then the second, didn't we get blown out both times? No, the second Dallas one, we were actually, I believe we were winning at halftime. And then the, the you know, the train fell off the tracks. But, oh, all right, we're going we're gonna to switch from a much happier moment. Um, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. The Sabres are good. Like the Sabers, the are, Sabers good are good. The Sabers are fighting for a playoff spot right now. They are one point back from Pittsburgh, and they're even on games. Um, they are two points back of Washington, yep. and Washington has three games in hand. Yes, um, no, it's reversed. What do you mean? I thought it was reversed. It was three games in hand with the Penguins. No, with the Capitals, no. um, and. Washington tonight is playing Columbus. Go Washington. No, go Columbus. Dude, Columbus is trash. I don't care. We want Columbus to win, though. So go Columbus. If Columbus can beat the Capitals, even if they don't, whatever, 
But if Columbus can beat the Capitals, Buffalo would be two points out of a playoff spot from Washington with four games in hand. Um, Buffalo plays Carolina Wednesday. Um, So Buffalo plays Carolina tomorrow. I know Carolina's arguably with Boston, like the best team yeah, in no. in the league. So it's going to be a tough matchup. Boston's lost four. Boston is ridiculous. But yeah, I don't understand why Boston's doing so well. Look at their goaltending. Yeah, I know. Look at their goaltending. I know. Their worst goaltender has a like a one point eight goals against average, and that's their worst, I believe. I'm I'm pretty sure all of their goaltenders are sub. Two goals against. Yep. I mean, it is ridiculous. But um, you you put you put a good goaltender on the Sabers. I mean, a great goaltender on the Sabers. They're better than Boston. Like it is, it is unbelievable. It's it's nasty. I mean, so the Sabers have come into a couple of injuries right now, especially with their star players um yeah i take this back so look listen there uh kincaid only played one game he's got a one goals against 1.0 goals against whatever he gave up one goal in one game uh jeff swayman or not jeff i don't know what his last name jeremy swayman um he has played in 21 games he's got a 12 win three loss record his goals against is a 2.34 and lena Solmark, their starting goaltender 32 games 25 wins, four losses, one overtime loss, a 1.9 goals against. Okay. Their goaltending is, overall, their goaltending as a team, they have a 2.12 goals against. Yeah, they're nasty. Buffalo has no goaltender. Well, I, I guess Craig Anderson, but other than that, it's three and above. Well, dude, Craig Anderson is in his 40s. But he's... He's statistically wise, Buffalo's best goaltender, which is sad. Like, come on, man. Yep. Now you look at you look at Buffalo's goaltending. So you've got Eric Comrie, uh, thirteen games played, a five eight record, a three point five four goals against. Uh, Craig Anderson, seventeen games played, he's eight six and two, a two point seven three, respectable. Then you've got Ukapeka Lukanen. 20 games played, 13 and 5, 13 5 and 2, a 3.27, which he's getting better because up until like uh, a couple games ago, it was, I believe, over like a 3 4, 3 5. Yeah. So he's getting better. But that's the difference. Ukapekalukanen. Ukapekalukanen. I, I really feel like he is um, the. He's starting to come into his own, but. Yeah, yeah, but. I don't know. Obviously, we need to get a good goaltender. I think defense, offense, we're getting some good people who are becoming into their own. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But goaltending is definitely the the uh, the big issue, the big focus that we need to work on, and that Don Granado needs to think about. I think we need to think about it as an organization. I think. You know, the whole thing, you've got De- uh, Devin Levi coming in. You've got Eric Partillo possibly coming in. Yep. And I, there was another one, and I can't think who the, the younger goaltender was. I don't think anybody, I again, I don't think anybody thought the Sabres would be scoring as much as they did. I mean, right that, now yeah, they've got, 
they've got four guys that are over a point a game. You've got Thompson with 68 points in 49 games. Darlene, 55 points in 48 games. Tuck, 54 points in 49 games. Skinner, 50 points in 46 games. Skinner, thank God we got a coach that knows how to use him again because he'll be, I mean, he's on pace for over 30 goals. Um, You even got Dylan Cousins, who's just under a point a game, 43 points in 48 games. I mean, it's, you've got, uh, let's see how many, one, two, three, four, four players, Skinner, Olofsson, Tuck, and Thompson, all already over 20 goals in this season. Thompson over 30. Dude, Tuck is is one of my favorites. Thompson's on pace for damn near 60 goals at this point, which would be awesome. He, I, I don't know if he'll play. I don't know if him and Cousins will play tomorrow. Because of some injuries. Who? Thompson? Yeah, Thompson I heard is day-to-day. Thompson and Cousins are both day-to-day. I didn't hear Cousins. I know Samuelson and... Or maybe it was Samuelson as Cousins. It's, but. it's Cousins has a... Cousins is also day-to-day. Thompson is a little more vague. But the thing is... Samuelson and Cousins were both skating at practice, though, yesterday. Right. So, possibly. But here's the, here's the thing. It's like, at least we have a coach with this team that understands that rest is important. Yes. Like they rest a lot and he knows how to deal with the younger players. And I think it actually plays to our favor. We're like, okay, yeah, we don't have skate time right now. Like we're not skating. Most coaches would be like, we're going to like, we need to pound it. If we're like getting, no, they're young kids. They have the energy. So we need to, so, you know, I, I appreciate what he's doing. Absolutely. And I think, and, I'll be honest, I never I was one of those guys where I never thought that coaching in hockey was I don't want to say it was it was irrelevant because it's not. You got to be a you know, there's things that make you a good coach. But I think between Kruger last year and what Granado's doing this year, I think it just shows how important having the right coach or having a good coach is. Kruger, he had talent on his team. You can arguably say that he had more talent um, than Granado had, you know, his last year or two. Yeah. But he did nothing. I mean, Skinner went from being a perennial 30, 40 goal scorer to being, for whatever friggin' reason, shoved on the fourth line with Kruger and tried to turn him into a checker and tried to turn him into... You know, playing with uh, playing with Gergensons yep. and whoever he was playing with. He, Granado knows where his players are. Thank God he he put Thompson back at center, where and gave up on this this whole Kruger led experiment of we got to make him a winger, we got to make him a winger. And no, he's doing great. As he's a doing phenomenal. Um, it's just it. Coaching at any sport is important. I didn't think maybe I didn't give it coaching enough credit in hockey, but man, it's it's important. And I told you that, and I said this way back before the season started. This team would either be either be in the playoffs or at the very least fighting for that between you know eight, nine, ten um, range. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they get into the seventh spot. It, it's, I mean, it you're only hard, a point back they, from Pittsburgh. They could. You're only you're in essence. I think you've you you're ahead if you look at points per game and against Washington. 
it's uh it's a daunting task it's a daunting task but even if they don't even if they even if for some reason they only get into they they just don't have enough to get into that final spot it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun hockey hockey in february it's gonna be fun interesting hockey in march it's gonna be exciting hockey in april i mean it's it's exciting again to watch this team. I can't wait. And it's it's they just do it so flashy like. You know, here's the thing. We're a young team. Boston's an old team. I feel like we say that every year with Boston though. I feel like well, every they year they have been an old They're team. old, but I feel like every well, you know, Boston's watch they're going to slip next year. Watch they're going to slip next year. They're they all their guys are like you know collecting social security at this point. They're old. They're going to slip next year. They're going to slip next year, but they just keep winning. I mean, they are they're. I don't know if they're the oldest teams, but they're one of the oldest teams. I feel like the Washington Capitals are older, and they just Boston just keeps winning. And now, I mean, holy cow! Um, If I'm a Boston fan, I'm. I'm looking at like already. Uh, okay, where are we celebrating the Stanley Cup? Like, where are we gonna? I yeah, mean, they've been on. They haven't even lost. They haven't lost double digits yet. Like, they their are lost totals dirty. Yeah, I think they've only got like six or seven losses. Uh huh. And we're halfway through the season. They are on like, uh, just a, it's got to be a historic pace. Yeah, it's... I mean, they're on pace, like you said, they're on pace to lose less than 20 games this year. They have, they have... They're Hell, they're on pace to lose less than 15. They're they're having flashbacks of the 2012 season. Now, the only thing I'd be... I, I guess 2012. I, the only thing I would love... Remember uh, the Golden State team that won um, a record? They they bought, I think they beat um, the Bulls' record for most wins in a season, like with 72 or 73 or something. Yeah. And then they were up 3-0 to uh, LeBron and the Cavaliers. And they came And back. they lost in the finals. Yeah, I do I would, that. I would love if that happened to Boston. <laughs> like if they go to the rest of the year and let's say they only lose 10 games or 12 games and then they lose in the Stanley Cup or they get swept in the first round. Yeah. Which would be fantastic. And yeah. it could be Boston. It could be Boston Buffalo in the first round. It could be. I hope it's not. No. Um, no, I hope it's not. <laughs> I, I I hope it's not. Well, I don't have any. I don't have any faith that we're going to come out of the first round. No, but damn it, it'd be fun to get there. It'd True. be fun to get there. It would be. Um, and not only that, with this young team. With this high-flying offense that we have and a, and a young defense that's coming into their own, um, we, it would be... Bless you. It's coming. <laughs> there there it, is. it is. There it is. That sneeze was paused a little bit, cut a little bit, um, stuck a little bit. But if what? you... I don't know. The it, sneeze was stuck. Stuck a little bit. Stuck a little, paused a little bit, paused cut a little bit. bit. <laughs> it's the rambling of an old man. Um, but if you if you get this young team some playoff experience, even if they get swept in the first round this year, um, coming into next year, now with that playoff experience, quote-unquote, but now you get them a solid, solid goaltender, whether it's uh, Uka Pekalukunen, um really turning into a number one goaltender 
or whether they go out and make a trade and bring in a starting goaltender, an actual like goaltender who's going to get you a, I'm not saying you have to have a, a, a sub two, but it'd be nice to have a starting goaltender with a sub two five or a two three. Um, if we can get a great goaltender in here, then I think you're talking that we can start, we can start fighting like with the actually, big boys. Yeah. Like we can we, start competing with the 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 Tampa Bay's, the Carolinas, if the we, Boston's. If we could find our Ryan Miller again. Yeah, just can we call? Is it too late to call Dominic Hasek out of retirement? What about Marty Buran? He's at the game all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know, right? But um, no, they're. I'm telling you, they're going to be good. They're going to be. It, it's real it's encouraging good. to watch. It is. It's fun. It's fun to watch hockey again. And I can't remember the last time it has to be going on like 20 years. Um, when's the last time the Sabres and the Bills both made the playoffs? In the 90s. No. When was the last time the Bills made the playoffs? Bills made the playoffs. When was the music so, the miracle? So that would have been 99, 98. Uh, I think that. Oh, hold on. Hold on, I got this. I know this is such high quality production. I'm sneezing into the mic. You're burping into the mic. Hey man, bodily na- it's it's, na- it's bodily na- bodily it's natural. naturals. I was about to say it's bodily natural. Bodily naturals. It's natural bodily functions. You know we're only we're only health and phys ed teachers. Nah. <laughs> Do you have your health cert? I will once I get my last test score in. Oh, for your ATSW, LEST, whatever that is? My my two CSTs. Uh, I got my phys ed one in already. I just need uh, my health one. Uh, oh, so you don't even know the score? No, not I'm for the sure health one. Not it. for the health one. Um, Buffalo Bills. What the? What the? For Rick. Wiki. That's what I need. I need the Wikipedia, the Buffalo Bills. All right. The last time the Buffalo Bills made it to the playoffs was... Had to have been the 98-99 season. Well, 98. Playoffs appearances. Uh, the last time before it was the 99 season. The 99 season. Yeah. And Buffalo. Sabres. The Sabres, was that the was that the cup season? The 98-99? Buffalo Sabres wiki. Terry Pagula. Yeah, the 1999 Stanley Cup Finals. They're not conference finals. No, they made the cup finals that year. That was the year in in from June of uh that was the Dallas uh Dallas Stars year. Ninety nine um in June of ninety nine. So the, the cup was awarded in June nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine to the Dallas Stars. That was the no goal, foot in the crease, all kind of malarkey. National anthems. But, uh, yeah, wow, we have a lot of Canadians on this team. So, so 1999 would have been the last year that both the Bills and the Sabres made the playoffs. So you're talking 23 years ago. Jeff Skinner's Canadian? Yeah, I think he was a Hamilton boy. All right, all right. We're going to do this. Uko Pekalukanen. 
What nationality do you think he is? He is Finnish. Dang. Okay, what about Zem- Zemgus Gergensen? Uh, he is Swedish, I believe. No. He's not Finnish, too, is he? No. Gergensen. Don't Google it. I'm not Googling. I'm not Googling. I've got my dog screensaver up. Uh, I, I have no idea. He's from Latvia. Latvia. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. All right. All right. All right. All right. How about Yokiharu? Henry Yokiharu. Finnish? Yes. Uh, J.J. Paterka. Oh, he's Dutch. No. <laughs> oh, I have no. Uh, Paterka, <laughs> Canadian? No. It's a European country. He's not. Is he German? Yeah. Okay. Paterka doesn't sound like a German last name, though. Oh, I give you an easy one. Rasmus Dahlin. Dahlin, he's uh, Swedish. Okay. Rasmus As- Asplund. Asplund. Yeah. Swedish. Okay. Uh, Dylan Cousins. He's Canadian. Yes. I almost said American, but he's Canadian. (laughs) What about Owen Power? Uh, He's American. No. Canadian? Yes. I know he went to an American college. He went to Michigan. Tage Thompson. He's got to be American. Yes. All right, last one. Let's do... Name that nationality. Jack Quinn. Canadian. Yeah. Good job. All right. How about who was the captain for the 99 season? That would have been uh, Stewie Barnes. No. No? No. Michael Pecca. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I knew that. That was stupid. I don't even know if Barnes was on that team yet. No. Barnes is the year, is the, was the next captain. Yeah. Okay. What about, ooh, I don't know if you'd know this or not. 92 to 97. Captain? Yeah. Uh, Was that LaFontaine? Yes. Yes. Uh, I know one of those years, Mogilny went off for like 70 goals. Yeah. He was the interim one right after LaFontaine. Yeah. What about, ooh, so these started turning into rotating ones, all right? Who oh, were, I hated that year or two when they did the rotating captain. They, yeah, well, they did it from 03 to 04, and then from 07 to 08. Yeah. All right. I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. Who were the co-captains of 2005 to 2007? Was that Drury and Briere? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um... Who was the captain from 2011 to 2013? 11 to 13? Yes. Uh, let's see. That Kid went to Clarence. He lived in Clarence. Coletta? No. no. He was a. Uh, he was uh, somewhere else. Went to Clarence. Oh, um, came from the Devils. Ah. Uh, he was here like for two or three years, tail end of his career. Why can't I think of his last name? Well, he was with us, then he left, and then he came back. Oh, Andrew Chuck? No. 
he was with us. Vanek? No. No, Vanek he left. Came back. I think he played for the Wild for a little bit, and then he came back. Pominville? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went to Clarence High School? Well, no, no, no. His oh, his kid, kids went to Clarence. Kid, he lived in Clarence. Yeah. Um. All right. What about the rot- What about the co-captains of 2013? 2013. There's two. They're they're co-captains. Um. Was that Roy? No. 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 Give me a hint. You one named of one of them earlier when you were trying to guess Pominville. I named one, so not Vanek. Vanek was a captain? Vanek was a co-captain with... This guy liked to pick fights with a lot of people. He was like the enforcer. Peters? No. Coletta? No. Oh, um, Mayor? No. We don't have that many enforcers. <laughs> Rob Ray? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, enforcer? I think he was one of our enforcers. I'm pretty sure he was. Vanek and... His first name is Steve. Steve Eiserman? No. Uh, Steve. Steve Ott. Oh. Uh, he was a captain, really? Yeah, he was a captain twice. Wow. I didn't know. Brian Gianta, I remember him. That's who I was thinking of, Brian Gianta. Yeah, he was a captain. He was a captain right before... Uh, Jack Eichel. Yeah. Screw Jack. <laughs> Brian Campbell was one of our captains. Yeah. Oh. Pierre Dumont was one. Yep. Satan. Okay, I knew that one. Oh, when was oh Lindy Ruff? Lindy Ruff was a captain. Uh, he he was the tough guy before. Like Ray, kind of took over the mantle place for the tough guy. Um, when Ruff left. Yep. Uh. Who was the captain before, or what year was he the captain? So before him was uh, Peril, Peril, Perilot, Pierre, uh, Gilbert. He was one of the French Connection. I can't pronounce his last name. Starts with a P. Perot? Yeah, Perot. Gilbert Perot. Yep, so Gilbert Perot was, his, was before, and then Mike Foligno was right after. So who was... Wait, I thought after Perot, it was uh, Danny Gare. Uh-uh. Danny Gare was before Perot. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. No. Yes. Uh. Gare um, was 77 to 81. When was Perot? I can't tell you that because then you're going to get the, the the year of Lindy Ruff. Oh. So, wait. Perot or Ruff was after Perot? Uh-huh. I'll say uh, 77 to 82. No, well, Gare was, no. Gare was 77 to 81. Oh. And, per, and so Ruff would have been like 76 then? No, Ruff would have been 82, 83. Uh-uh. 83, 84. <laughs> I, I got no idea. 86 to 89. Okay. Yeah. I think Larry Playfair was a captain at some point, maybe. I don't know. I just always liked that last name, Larry Playfair. Larry Playfair? He was a former Sabre. I don't see him. Craig Rivet. Rivet. Yeah, he was a captain. That's fair. Don Granado. Floyd Smith. 
Ooh, all right. Who is the coach? Who is the coach? Punch Imlek. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Who is the coach, I think, right before Lindy Ruff? Before Ruff, it was... Um, he went into the office... Uh, uh, Muckler. It was Muckler, wasn't it? Or no, no, no. Was it Muckler or no? It was, uh, no, it was Muckler. Tortorella never became the captain or a coach of the Sabres. Was it Muckler? Mm-hmm. All right. I was going to say, you didn't really, I was like, it's got to be well, I was, Johnny Muckler. I got stuck, I got sidetracked. I didn't know Jason Tomville was Canadian. Yeah. Interesting. You know, the things you learn. <laughs> I, I like this Sabres trivia here. Right? It's cool. Coaches trivia. We might have to do more trivia um, in another future episode. All right. I could go on for trivia all day long, but let's get into our hot seat questions. And, in fact, you can make some of these trivia questions our hot seat questions. Um, but before we uh, – we'll, we'll get into this topic next week, but trivia que- – or hot seat question number one. Do you like playing games more at home, or do you like being the visitor? Either, either at a fan, or even fans, or whatever. Or you like more the home, the home playing in front of the home team, the home yeah. crowd. Yeah, I like the visitor. I like being the visitor. I like being the. I don't want to say the villain, but I like being the guy that you know disappoints the opposing team's fans. Like when, especially if you score like the game-winning goal, or if you make a big play, or especially if you're the underdog and you go into somebody else's arena and beat them. Even as a coach, I love being on the road. Okay, love being on the road. Fair. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I just like being home. Yeah. I don't like true. Traveling. True. <laughs> it's always nice to win and, and score in front of your 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 home crowd, but I love doing it on the road. That's fair. All right. Question number two. Name a retired Sabres jersey number other than Ryan Miller's. The player or the jersey? Uh, let's see. You can say player or number. Tim Horton. Tim Horton. Tim Horton was retired. Do you know what jersey number he was? He was number two. Yeah. Wasn't he? Look at that. So Tim Horton, number two. Uh, Gilbert Perot, number 11. Um, Dominic Hasek, 39. Dominic Hasek. They finally, I thought they retired him way too late. They finally retired him. He should have been retired much sooner. I know. What was the deal with that? I don't know. I guess he, with management, with Muckler, he, the way he left, I don't know. There was some kind of beef there, but thank God they squashed it. <laughs> he needed to be retired much sooner than he was. For some reason, I think they retired LaFontaine, but I, I don't. Did. did they? Mm-hmm. I didn't think he played with us long enough to have his, name, his number retired. Danny uh, Danny Gear was retired. Yep. Um, la, 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 la. The entire French connection. So Rick Martin, Rick Gilbert Martin. Perrault. Who died near my house. Yeah. yeah. And um, Rennie Robert. So they were all retired. Tim Horton was retired. Um, Danny Gear. <coughs> Ryan, did they officially retire Ryan Miller's number? Yes. Okay. They just did that recently during Ryan Miller night. So they, they're getting up there with some retired numbers. Yeah, we're getting there, you know. All right. Um, let's see. Other than... I'll, I'll give you a tricky one here. Other than... Um, 
good. Other than the Bills' Super Bowl years, so any team from the 90s, like the, the Kellys, the Andre Reeds, the whatever, name one Bills player on the, what's it called, the uh, where they have the names on the, on the inside the arena, yeah. the wall of fame, the wall of the, the circle, whatever. Minus O.J. Simpson. My, uh, yeah, minus O.J. Simpson, too. Uh, and I can't be like, Jim Kelly, any of those yeah, guys? Yeah, none, none of the 90s Super Bowls guys. So like Steve Tasker. He was a 90s Super Bowls guy. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was on all four. Was he? Yeah. All right. Um, Arguably the best special oh, teamer in oh, all of NFL oh, history. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, what is his name? Oh, my gosh. What was his name? He used to be the quarterback back in the rock pile. What was his name? Maybe if you have a snack, you'll remember. A snack? A snack. I, like it's on the tip of my tongue. What is his name? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? That's wasn't right. he like number fifteen? If you have a snack, you know. Wasn't he fifteen? If, if a, a, another form of you know, you can use paper out of hemp with a snack. <laughs> Rapper Jack. Kemp. Jack Kemp. Jack Kemp. Jesus Christ! How <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to think so hard. You're like made out you're of like, paper, and like hemp. And you're like rapper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack Kemp. So snack hemp turned into rapper. <laughs> All I was saying, you're like it's a snack, and you wrap it instead of in paper. You do it in hemp, but I was like, it's still a rapper. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I said sometimes you make paper out of hemp. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say Joe Delamalier. Okay, right. um, <laughs> so question Ralph number Wilson. three. Ralph Wilson's on there. Oh yeah, I guess he's on there too. The twelfth man. The twelfth man. We're all on there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jack Rapper man. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. <laughs> 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 okay. So, uh, question: What are we at? Number three. Question number three. All right. Name any. It could be football or it could be hockey. Name an expansion team and the year they came out. Ooh. Uh, you'll have to look this up, but I'm pretty sure the San. I'm gonna go with the San Jose, San Jose Sharks. And. I want to say they came out in 1992. Is that right? No. No? It was early 90s, though, wasn't it? Yes. 93? No. 91? Yes. Okay. Damn. Yeah. 91. All right. Um, All right. Let's see. Who do you got? I think it was the Houston Texans. They came out in 02. Right? Oh, the new Houston Texans? Yeah, well, so... Oh, no, they beat the Houston Oilers, so yeah. Yeah, because the Houston Oilers are now the Tennessee Titans. So let's see. And then the Houston Texans, they got a football team in 02, right? Let's see. I'm looking at the the Wikipedia. Checking the wiki. Uh, they were established in 99, but their first season was 02. Okay. Does that count? Yeah, we'll give you the 02. Okay. Their first season was 02. They were established in 99, though? They were established in October 6th of 1999, Interesting. and their first season played was 2000, 
two. All right. What there, here's a part B. This could be for either of us. When did Tampa? When did the Buccaneers? When were the Buccaneers established? I want to say like late '80s. Uh, I think in the '70s. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 1978. All right, you're man. saying late '80s. Yeah, I'm gonna say 1978. Let's see who can find this first. I'm gonna go. Dang. To- no, I mean, you were closer. But not uh, not first season, nineteen seventy six. Yeah, I knew it was seventies. Dang. Yeah, they were established the seventy four, and first game nineteen seventy six. Forty eight years ago. All right, all right. Question number four. I'm gonna kind of go off the same vein, a little little different though. Can you name? Um, let's see. Besides the Bills, besides the Sabers. Name one uh, football or hockey teams and give me their stadium name that they play for. Uh, Football or hockey. So stadium or arena. Well, I don't think this is a thing anymore, but I knew the San Francisco 49ers used to play in the Levi Stadium. But I don't think it's a Levi Stadium anymore. I think it used to be Candlestick Park. There's also Levi's. What is? Was it Levi's? Yeah, because I think so. Um, or did they go back to the new Candlestick Park? I think they went to the new Candlestick Park, but I remember it being. Oh, it still says Levi's Stadium. Okay, so that must have came after. Um, Sourdough Sam is their mascot. Okay. That's stupid. I thought their mascot was like a a, 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 prospector? a prospector. That's his name. That's Sourdough his... Sam. What? I, I didn't know he had a nickname. I definitely would not have guessed that it was Sourdough Sam. All right. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Do they still play in the igloo? Pittsburgh Penguins. I If not, I know the, the Bucks play in Raymond James Stadium, I think. But I think the Penguins still playing. It's still called the Igloo, isn't it? No, no, no. It's called the PPG Paints Arena. Ooh. Um, what did you say? The Bucks. The Bucks play in Raymond James Stadium, don't they? Yes. Okay. All right, and then last one we'll do. Let's let's uh, other than the Bills and the Sabers, pick a, a, either team, like NHL or NFL. Pick that team. And can you name what mascot? Not the name. You don't have to know the name of the mascot, but what is their mascot? I know the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs is a polar bear. I know, right? It is? Yeah. When? I don't know, but uh, Toronto, Toronto um, Maple Leafs. Does every team have a mascot? Most teams do. What is the Bills? Is it Billy Buffalo? I can tell you in a second. Toronto oh. Maple Leafs. Yeah, the Bills is it Billy Buffalo, I think. Mascot. Let's see. Yeah, see? Polar Bear. <laughs> That's crap. <laughs> I know. Um, Buffalo, say, Buffalo Bills, their mascot is... I think it's Billy Buffalo, isn't it? Um, I think so. Sabres is Sabretooth, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, mm, yeah. I think it's Billy Buffalo. Yeah, Billy Buffalo. I always uh, like playing this game with people because, like, especially hockey teams, because hockey team mascots have nothing to do with the name. Like a ma- like the Maple Leafs is a polar bear. That doesn't make sense to me. Isn't the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay? I keep going back to Tampa. Isn't it just like a pirate for a football team? Yeah. Isn't it just a pirate? Yeah. I don't know what his name is. I don't know if it's like. Oh, you took the easy route out. <laughs> I did. Well, I know Phillies. I know the Philly fanatic. But that's the Philadelphia Phillies. That's the baseball team. What about Kansas City? What is Kansas City's mascot? Uh, uh no. Chief Wahoo was the Indians when they were the, <laughs> when they were the Indians. Yes. Um, do you know why they're called the Indians? Well, they're not called the Indians anymore. Do you know why they were called the Indians? Why? I heard is because they were the first baseball team to have Native American players on the team. And then people are like, well, why don't we just call them the Indians? Really? Yes. Hmm. If that's true, that's extremely racist. But that is why, I think. But um, no, Kansas City Chiefs is not a Native American. It's an animal. It's an animal? Yes. It's like a dingo or something. It's like a puma or a cheetah? Or... No, it is not a puma or cheetah. Their mascot is like something really janky. A lynx? It's know. a wolf. So then why aren't they called the Kansas City Wolves? It's called War... The wolf's name is Warpaint KC Wolf. That's a long name. Then why aren't they just called the Kansas City Wolves? <laughs> I don't know. I want to see what the Vegas Knights one is. <laughs> Vegas not, Knights, aren't they just cheerleaders? I don't know. Vegas Knights mascot. Aren't they just cheerleaders? That's so stupid. It's not even a knight. What is it, a joker? No, it's, um, what is it? It's called, the name is Chance. Okay. Jesus. Take a chance on it's a, Vegas. It's a Gila monster. Okay, that's just that's... it's it's supposed to be a representative of a lizard. That's just awful. It's the Vegas Knights. Why don't you be a knight? That's just disappointing. Oh my gosh! Like seriously, that's so that's as creative as you could get. All right, I'm gonna go just because I'm loving this. There, a little bonus round. I'm gonna name five colleges. See if you can tell me what they are, like the the blank blanks. Like, all right, okay. so let's see. Um, colleges are us. Colleges are colleges can be fun. Colleges are a lot. I'm gonna say, let's see. We'll we'll the USC. Uh, you got to get this one. Oh, aren't they? Um, no, that's TCU. TCU are the Bullfrogs. The USC. Yep, so University of South Carolina or uh, Southern California. I don't know. The USC Trojans. Oh. All right. I think Michigan State Trojans cuz Michigan No, State- Michigan State are the Spartans. Oh, that's right. All right, we'll we'll give an easy one. You better get this one. The univer not the Michigan State, but the University of Michigan Wolverines. All right. Um let's see. The uh 
Tulane. This will be a tough one. Tulane. The University of Tulane. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Like the Badger? The Green Wave. You know what? I watched the Tulane. The Green Wave. They, they Do you know bad. which famous Bill came from Tulane? Uh, Quarterback? Quoted Yoda? There is no try, only do, or whatever he said in an in a interview. Uh, two letters. E.J. Manuel? Other two letters. Before E.J. Manuel. Oh, um. J.P. Lossman. Really? He was from Tulane. Interesting. All right, so that's three. Uh, the LSU. LSU Tigers, right? LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, and all right, we'll keep it, uh, Alabama. No, give me a different one. How do you not know Alabama? I know that one. Just give me a different one. All right. Um, Crimson Tide, but they gave me okay. another one. Let's see. Ohio State. That's easy. Fuck guys. Um, I hate Ohio State. Oklahoma? Sooners. Let's see, I'm trying to get, uh, the Cor- Cornell. Cornell. I gotta make sure I remember. I I know this one, but I gotta. Cornell make sure of the right. Bears. The the Grizzly Bears, or they're just Bears. Uh, Cornell. Big Red. It's a bear, uh, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's go. Yeah, the Big Red Bears. Big Red Bear. It's you want to know how I know that <laughs> from the office. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. So a little college football. Dang, colleges are rough for me. I don't. What is it? The North Carolina Tar Heels. North Carolina Tar Heels. South Carolina Gamecocks. Syracuse Orange. Which Syracuse is stupid. Orangeman. Not sure what an Orangeman is, but what is their mascot? It's like an. It's orange. just an orange. It's Otto. Otto <laughs> is there, and I know this because Sarah goes to Syracuse, and I bought her like a little Otto whatever, but it's basically an orange. And a guy hat like with a hat on and like just an arms that's and then creepy. legs. But it's Otto the Orange. Otto Orange. All right, that's weird. That's unsettling. Um, <laughs> uh, Tampa, uh, the University of Miami Hurricanes. The Hurricanes. Yep. The uh, FSU. Uh, uh, the Florida State Seminoles. Seminoles. Yeah. And Another. then the Florida Gators. Florida Gators. Yep. With the huge like clamping things. Yep. Uh, Penn State. Obviously, the, the Litney Tigers. Nittany Lions. Lions. The Litney Lions. Nittany. Nittany. I know. I, I said Litney Lions. Because I was like, oh, alliteration. Yeah, that's a, that. I got I to gotta better up because March Madness is coming up soon. Absolutely. Let, uh, we can, uh, We got to do some college basketball well, let's, episodes. We should make like a pool. Not a pool. A uh, bracket this year. We could do a little stories from the sidelines bracket. We can get a couple people on here for that. We can definitely have like a you know bracketology or whatever they call it. Bubble watch. Bracket what? Bracketology. You know where you like break down the bracket. Bracket who? <laughs> you gotta love bracketology. Um, who is the big college basketball guy? Dick Vitale. Ah, oh, love Dick Vitale when he. That's awesome with the capital A, baby. Yeah. Um, I used to have an NCAA. Dickie V. 
uh, NCAA basketball like game for like my PS one, and that's like all you would hear. The NCAA games are coming back. Like football, I think is due back next season. NCAA all right. football. All right. Um, I think they're going to have the NCAA basketball now that they got all that name, image, and likeness stuff. Yeah, now so, the kids now the kids can actually like you get actually paid your, for it. You can put your names in it. I'm telling you, I used to love those games. They're so good. They are. I'm so happy that they come back. I think I'm pretty sure next college football season will be the first um, NCAA football game back on the market in a while, probably over 15 years. Like it's been a while. Um, I think the last one might have been. The last one might have been like 2008, 2009, maybe 2010. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be fun. All right. We're going to wrap things up there with a uh, with our episode. Make sure you guys find us on, on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, at Stories from the Sidelines. Make sure you guys leave comments about our episodes. Make sure you guys... Um, Give us ideas for episodes. If you want to be a guest on here or you want us to try to get guests, um, make sure anybody who wants to advertise, feel free to direct messages on us on Facebook at Stories from the Sidelines. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we'll get some more guests in here. we got to start getting guests. I feel like we've been slacking on the guests a little bit lately. We'll, we'll ask I some people like, around. I don't like people sitting here. we'll get more guests back on here and make sure as always you tune in next week for another exciting episode of stories from the sidelines and go Sabres.